0: Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, where we will take a deep dive into the NCFFL and all its glory, providing you, the GMs, the fans, hot takes, and predictions sure to stir up controversy all along the fantasy football season. My name is Joe Norton, and along for the ride is Jared Campbell. Let's go! welcome into this week's episode of hot routes and hot takes fantasy football podcast this week we are going to take a quick look back into week four during our rapid fire recap and then also move on to week five um we're outside of the first quarter jared and uh a lot of things going on in the ncffl Some looking uh, good,
1: some looking good, some kind of in the middle of the road figuring out where they are, and some
0: are getting a little nervous. Some are getting very nervous. Those some would be uh, Brooks and Mike still in the cellar, both of them at 014, both of them in separate divisions, Um, and they have got to be asking themselves a lot of different questions about what the heck do I do, do I accept trades, do I try to trade for people, um they got to try and turn that turn this around quickly otherwise uh who knows what can happen they might just toss in uh toss it in early unfortunately which nobody wants to see in the uh NCFFL That's for Yeah, sure. yeah, they they might be
1: as afraid as I just was about 30 minutes ago. Joey my my wife was out of town or allegedly yeah. out of town tonight. She was supposed to be in Raleigh and Durham working. So I got Marlowe down, um, laying in bed, reading, reading a, a book to Tate. This is f- shortly before eight o'clock. And the next thing I hear is footsteps at the top of the steps and running into the bedroom. I jumped up and about threw my book at <laughs> my wife because she scared the living fuck out of me. I had no idea. She wanted it to be sweet and come home and surprise me. And oh my god, I said, You're putting the kid to bed because I'm going downstairs and I'm gonna go like punch a wall right now. She's like, I'm sorry, yeah. I just wanted to be sweet. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. Well, if I would have hit you, you wouldn't have been able to. I wasn't gonna be apologizing, so yeah, so you're I'm, almost I'm a, like, I almost just ninjettied the shit out of you, right yeah. I like, you about just got nunchucked and you didn't even know it, <laughs> yeah. Good
0: so I'm god.
1: So I'm, I'm on my, I'm on my uh, second hazy little thing IPA right now, just trying to calm my nerves, and, and let's get this podcast rolling. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah, that, that would totally freak me out. All right, let's get going. All right, buddy? Yeah, all right. Man. It's time for the weekly rapid-fire recap.
1: got a uh, we got to go back run through these uh, week three games and these matchups and see where everything kind of went through and i know i'm going to go be running through a few of them i got mike and rusty brian and brad and jared versus john and then you got the other two joey Uh, let's go ahead and see let's see brian versus brad and the number is ninety two no, not the amount of weight Brian lost between 2013 and 2014, <laughs> but rather the amount of points that Odell Beckham, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, and Adam Thielen combined for. Oh no, wait—that's not 92. That's 9.2 points. The first two round picks eee. for these guys combined for 9.2 points. That's Ouch. not what you want. But these guys—they—they—they they, they hit up the waiver wire and. Um, Brian was able to sneak out a victory kind of held off James Connor there on Monday night. And, and he moved to, uh, three and one and Brad to, to two and two. And, um, we'll see what happens.
0: All righty. That leads me to game number two, two girlies, one cup. That's myself moving on to a three and one record versus the turn your head and golf crew. Unfortunately, Losing to go 0-4 for the quarter, that is not the best start. Only scoring 95.43 points. And unfortunately, Jared, he is just the third GM to score under 100 points. The only other two to do it. Surprisingly, you in week one. And then, not surprisingly, Mike is also the, uh, the other third GM. But, you know, the flex start wasn't the issue this week. Uh, for a Slip, unfortunately, it was his players, or should I say, lack thereof. <laughs> On the other hand, four, and no, that's not the total points scored by Juju and Vernon Davis combined, because it was, but the amount of players that my team that I had go for 20-plus points, and that was leading off by Chris Godwin, Going bananas. He put up 35.2 It's on a line of 12 receptions, 172 total yards, and two tucks. Boom. Three and one, Jared. Three and one. Mm,
1: nice, nice. All right, next up we had uh, Mikey versus Rusty. The number is
0: two.
1: No, not the cost of heaters back in the day for Rusty, but <laughs> rather somehow the Rams defense – Still got positive two points, even after giving up 55 points. That's dumb. Let's say it two times. Let's fix defenses. Let's fix defenses. Rusty Uh, pulls out the victory. Rusty pulls out the victory to kind of stay in that two and two echelon. And Mike falls
0: to 0-4. Let's see if he can rebound and try to make a run here. All right, next matchup here. We got the law versus the cop, or the lawyer versus the cop, I should say. Two thirds, moving on to four and all. Oh, just an unstoppable, mach- unstoppable machine at this point, I could talk. Uh, versus uh, no rushing collusion. He drops to two and two. Um, and I found this interesting. I'm going to start off here with Chaz's group. 135.78 points is what he scored. And that would be the lowest amount of points that he scored all season, which is pretty much ridiculous. So he is just on fire. Uh, also have notes, new England's defense accounted for 21.4% of his points. And that defense has not scored less than 17 points in all four weeks. And this week it scored a solid 29 points. Um, and that was actually more than any other player on his team for week two and week four. So this is uh, his defenses are just it's it's unstoppable and almost unfair at this point, too. Uh, he's had six players score at or below 10 points, which is crazy that he still scored 135 points. So needless to say, he's still going bananas four no record. Um, And I found this to be interesting too, Jared. Guess how many points New England has scored in the first quarter? 60. 90 points. Good Lord. The next closest, the Bears at 52. (laughs) 40 or 38 points, man. Anyways.
1: It's crazy how they can score 90 points and Sonny Michelle doesn't account for hardly any of them. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, oh!
1: That's gonna come back to bite me this week.
0: Anything, anyways. The only thing that made this game close was Pittman's Carolina defense scoring eighteen points. He had four of ten, not scored more than projected. And unfortunately for Pittman, both of his games that he lost were pretty much blowouts. So it's either he's in the game and he wins, or he gets blown out. So he also kind faced of me. Doctor Hide.
1: He also faced me in week one when I scored like eighty. So. That's kind of easy. I don't, That's I don't the have up. them often. All right, the last game, we got Jared versus John. The number is 30. No, not the number of pictures of John passed out at the bar, but rather <laughs> the difference in points between defense and kicker. His first mind 30 points, and that was going to be hard to overcome any other day. Felt like I had the best roster, the best team, and they just didn't show up last week. So, I'll go ahead and take it. I can't wait to see him again down the road and – um, try to revenge my loss. You know, so, I had
0: a note here from our week four matchups, and it said you actually took John winning this game, and he, and you said John wins, and I'm livid. <laughs> so, so are you livid? <laughs> um, yeah,
1: kind of. It, it is what it is. I mean, it's it's hard to win. I mean, the, the what? The, well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm still. I'm still. I'm in the playoffs right now in the sixth spot so still a long ways to go so i can't be too mad gotta be gotta be on and on and forward let's do it all right that'll wrap up the
0: week four rapid fire recap u g l y you ain't got no alibi you ugly yeah yeah you ugly the good bad and the ugly Welcome into the Good, the Bad, the Ugly Week 5 edition. We're going to go through Good, Bad, and Ugly, what we thought and saw throughout the NCFFL. I'm going to get us started here, and for my good, I'm going to go with defensive teams. Um, It's just unreal. So 50% of the DSCs played uh, this past week scored 11-plus points and four of those have scored 15-plus points, all pretty much based off of turnovers and sacks. And this is a pass-happy NFL, so you got to expect this. But I just want to run some numbers here. We kind of already talked about New England's defense, just an anomaly. I mean, you're 38 of points to the second-best team, and Chicago at 52 points is already a ton of points. But just this week alone, Chicago, 24 points Chargers, 15 points Dallas, 15 points New England, 29 points Carolina, 18 points And Houston, 11 points I mean, that's just bananas And that's my good for the week, Jared What do you got?
1: Uh, I did see a stat where I think the Patriots defense Has scored more touchdowns than the Dolphins have this year Wow That's kind of Bad. there's uh, old, old, old. I know Pazell kind of deep down is still a Dolphins fan, so ooh, it, hurts it. Yeah, it, hurts it hurts him. I know it hurts a little yeah, bit. He he, t- he hides he,
0: it well, but it hurts.
1: He has all this Panthers gear and stuff like that, but he still, he still, he's got that Dolphin stuff kind of tucked away somewhere to pull out on a when they kind of bounce back. So, but here's my good. And this was some, a controversy kind of around the draft night, but um. I, I really like it. I see the, the final two spots being determined by p- the playoff spots, final two playoff spots being determined off points. There's two, GMs, two GMs that are sitting at 0-4, and, and they might be starting to scramble a bit. We don't really know where their mind's at. But they're only 60 points back from the playoff berth. So there's still a long ways to go. So even if it doesn't shape out that way, I think that last kind of week 12 and week 13 is going to be real interesting because you're not going to be just going against your opponent that week, but you're going to be looking around at the other people who are kind of trying to fight for those final two spots. It's going to be it's going to be fun. Some people are going to get mad. Some people are going to get left out. I'm going to call it right now that somebody's going to have a better record and he's going to get left out, and I cannot wait for those fireworks
0: unless it's what and I'm going to be pissed off. What if Mike goes like 0 for 8 right to start the season, then he ends up – and he ends up making the playoffs due to point structure. That was my projection and he's, back, and back he's back, the one and he's the one that
1: complained about it the whole time. the, 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 the week one podcast, the preseason, I projected oh. that Mike was gonna make the playoffs off of points and he was gonna have to eat some crow right there and it's just gonna be that's gonna be fun. As long as I'm oh. not the one who gets booted out, I'm happy with it.
0: Yeah. Bottom line boys don't give up. You might be 0 and four but you' still got a chance. All right, let's move on to uh, the bad. And my bet is going to be on Brad's team this week. And that's going to be Dak Prescott. And that's because he scored a solid 10.2 or, excuse me, 10.92 points. But here's the kicker he's got Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz was sitting on his bench. And Carson Wentz sat on his bench with 22.10 points. And if he played Carson Wentz, Brad goes to three Mm. and one. And Brian's sitting at a solid two and two, and what we always say is dodge injuries, and guess right. Right, and he guessed what you say, and he guessed wrong. And unfortunately for Brad, he chose wrong, and it cost him this past week.
1: I will say, in his defense, though, the theme against the Packers is you just run, 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 run. So, I will, well, yeah. But that's 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 tough. That's tough. Um, My bad is actually. My bad, and like Brad, my ability to guess right, Joe. You look at my – you're like, oh, Jerry, you got blown out this week, man. Well, let me go ahead and backtrack to last Tuesday where I had Matt Stafford queued up in my waiver to drop Josh Allen for Matt Stafford. And then last minute I canceled it out and just said, let's see how it plays out. I think I might like Josh (laughs) Allen's floor. So there went a 16-point difference right there. Mm. I really wanted to go Daryl Williams over James White, but right at the last minute, I pussied out. There's an eight point. Day. I felt. I'll, I'll be honest. I felt good about Tyler Boyd. I forgot how shitty Andy Dalton was, but I felt good about Tyler Boyd. And my, I said from in the middle of the week, I said if if uh, Chris Godwin plays then I'm going to sit Mike Evans and play Tyler Boyd. But if Chris Godwin doesn't play, I'm going to play Mike Evans. Also was tempted to keep (laughs) Seattle's defense. Okay. So I really wanted to keep Seattle's defense because I had them the week before. And I was like, I heard Arizona's offensive line's not good. And maybe Seattle can just kind of cause havoc there. And I drop them and I try to go with a home team instead of, Seattle's defense, because I had them the week before, and they just, they were terrible against the Saints, but man, if I'd have just stuck with Seattle, not made the move, went with Williams, and kept Stafford going, I would have beat Johnny by .7, but mm. that would have been a hard parlay to Pull off so I there's can't a lot of things that. that needed to yeah. happen right. Yeah, there. I can't. I mean, but I had it right there. It was decisions. It was either this or that. It wasn't like if I'd have done this and then of all that, it was either if I would have played this one or this one. That I had the points there and I just left them. So I'm gonna say that's my bad to to miles of chubb This loss this past week's on me. Um, we'll get better <laughs> together.
0: Well, that's kind of funny that you picked your bad as yourself because I picked the my ugly as you as well. And you look at it as an optimistic point of view, not me. I see 41 points on your roster and that's coming from six players. And really the only thing that even remotely kept this thing close was Nick Chubb at 37 points. Otherwise you get absolutely throttled. Uh, OJ Howard, 16 total points. The only person on your team with less total points to this point is Rashad Penny, who's at 14 points, and he's a backup running back right now to Chris Carson. Well, I mean, he also
1: had he's also been inactive the past two weeks. So he's still got
0: okay. So he's been inactive for the past two weeks. He's uh, got 14 points. OJ Howard's played four games. He's got 16.
1: The tight <laughs> tight end positions—it's a graveyard, man. And so there's um, like three tough. guys, and then everybody else is just kind of like all clumped in the middle. But yeah, OJ Howard is gonna be—it's uh, gonna be a, a Sunday is gonna be a game time decision for OJ. I don't know about him in real life, but for the Miles of Chubb, he's a game time decision Sunday.
0: Yeah, you're uh, well. Either way, your two week winning streak dies. Uh, and I think you have some serious concerns among those moving forward to be OJ Howard and then Josh Allen, you know, who's throwing three picks and zero touchdowns. Um, I, I think you move off of both of those players. I don't know if you trade anyone or know who's going to want to trade for OJ Howard. I think, you know, Josh Allen's more of a drop at this point, but that's a decision you're going to have to make, but God, that was ugly.
1: I got some, I got some things in the works. You don't worry about it, buddy. You worry about you, not I me. Mean. <laughs> you you were you worry about getting to at least. Hey Joe, let's try to focus on getting to five. Let's try wins to get to the playoffs. Five wins yeah. is try to you get, get to five wins. Five wins. You get to five wins, and then maybe people will
0: start kind of listening to your advice. Okay. Let me tell you something. If I get to five wins and it's the week that you're off on assignment overseas, I'm gonna be so pigeoned on the podcast from drinking pink whitneys. It's going to be a disaster. That's how yeah. hard I'm going to celebrate five wins. Yeah, I
1: bet. Let me. In, in talking about five wins, my ugly is, and this kind of came up kind of naturally in the, uh, the NCFFL group chat somehow where I think Brian posted something about a lot of Carolina wins. Somebody needs to post something about a lot of App State losses in baseball. Because I went back and from 2002 to 2005. Can you guess
0: how many losses y'all had in those four years? Uh, I can. Uh, well, I could only guess the years that I played there. So I know from personal experience, I won. I, I only played two years there as I transferred in, and I was 24 and 108, I think. So I would guess we lost a hundred and forty eight, forty-nine. One
1: one hundred and fifty-five losses. <laughs> Joe, that's a lower winning percentage than your current fantasy football winning percentage. <laughs> I mean that's that's just mind they gave they gave you guys scholarships for that. They did. Oh my god. Our coach was and, brutal.
0: Our, our coach was absolutely resilient. Oh, no, it's coach a co-
1: 155 losses is all on the coach.
0: Jared, someday off the podcast, I'll have to tell you the story that really, to this day, upsets me to the point my blood starts boiling. It involves a double cut, and if there's a double down the line, where, do you, where does the cutoff man set up? You know what? I'm going to do it right now. This is how much it bothers me here's our coach for you. Okay. And Brian, I know we sitting in his car right now. He's probably laughing his ass off when he hears this story, but I want him to understand the ineptitude that we had to deal with on a daily basis from our head baseball coach. Here it is set you up guy on third or excuse me, guy on first. Okay. Man at the plate one out. Okay. Guy ropes one down the first baseline. It goes all the way to the fence. The so right fielder captures were you, were it. Were you pitching? No, I'm just I'm just setting up a scenario. Okay. 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 Uh, double down the line. Guy's gonna go from first all the way to home. Okay. Right fielder right. grabs it. In a normal circumstance, the first baseman is going to take a cut from that right fielder in a direct line to home plate. Correct. Okay. The reason for this is, the fastest way to get somewhere is a straight line. Now, also, in the event of an overthrow or a bad throw, the ball is going to go somewhat close to home plate if it's missed. Okay. Are you following? I am. Okay. That is normal baseball strategy. No, no, no. Not at App State. Let me tell you how App State and Troy Houston operates. Okay. Here's what happens if you go to App State. Same situation, guy on first, double down the first baseline, goes to the corner. If you're the right fielder, you are to get the ball, throw it towards the pitcher's mound. That's where your cutoff man is supposed to set up, in line with the pitcher's mound. Okay? And then it would be cut to home. Now, let me give you the reasoning why this is supposed to occur. Okay, here's the coach's reasoning as to why his thought process. And I say, quote, because everybody knows where the pitcher's mound is, end quote. (laughs) This is (laughs) this is when I stopped practice and said, coach, everybody knows where home plate is, too. It doesn't move. We've been playing this game for 18 years. Home plate is always at home plate. It doesn't move. And So so this is what we had to deal with at App State, okay? So those 155 losses, yeah, we were pretty bad. We weren't great. Our pitchers sucked, okay? But a lot of it had to do with coaching decisions. I bet he lost at least two-thirds of those. Well, I wouldn't say that much. Probably a third of those losses were due to coaching errors. The guy was brutal. Absolutely brutal. Sorry, I went off on a tangent there. I don't even know where we're at, but that gets my blood boiling. I mean, that was the ugly. Yeah, I
1: saw ugly Joe right there. I mean, and then after that, you decided to go out and get a flaming baseball tattoo?
0: I got that before I went to college. That was in high school. I appreciate you bringing that up. And self-burn right there. Nice. Nice job. (laughs) appreciate that, and all that right. was not ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll do it for uh, good bad and ugly I think we brought a lot of ugly right there at the end yeah hey guys we all know someone that's stressed out about something but stressing out about hair loss is a thing of the past and I bet you thought there was never a real solution now there is with Keeps Keeps is the easiest way to keep your hair. Look, there's no magic cure for baldness, but by starting Keeps now, you can keep the hair you have and get your treatment without leaving your house. Get Keeps, the easiest way to keep your hair. Go to Keeps.com to learn more.
1: What do you say we interview you uh all right yes that's a uh
2: sometimes useful exercise please put your hand out go ahead how much money do you make a year before taxes okay i'm actually not comfortable answering
0: that come on
1: we're doing the interview now not you okay here's a shot out of a can. oprah barbara walters your wife you gotta fuck one marry one kill one go i think
0: we're done here thank you All right, welcome into the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. We are very excited, Jared and I. We have a special guest again this week, and John Verdenick, the Commissioner of the NCFFL Fantasy Football League. Welcome to the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. How you doing, buddy?
2: Doing great. Really appreciate the invitation. I view this as an honor and a privilege.
1: What was, what, was,
2: what was Diana's reaction when you told her what you were having to do? Well, I took my laptop and my phone and a glass of bourbon upstairs to the bonus room, and she was like, what are you doing? I said, well, I got a big interview tonight. You know, as the commissioner, you have certain responsibilities and being interviewed in the pod, you know for the podcast, and she just shook her head and walked away. So pretty similar reaction to what you guys get, I'm sure.
1: Okay, okay. Right.
0: Yeah, our uh our wives are pretty much numb to uh to this process at this point, which makes it even better for us. So uh but we do we do like to hear the stories that the uh the other GMs' wives have when they say you're going to do what? And then when exactly. you explain it to them it's uh, it's pretty funny though. So well this is well, that's- really what
1: this is our fourth week and so I I just told my I just told Morgan I was like, "Hey, I'm Hey, I'm going to go knock out this podcast. And her
0: response was, all right. (laughs) I don't really know what that means, but Oh, well. Yeah. So, well, thank you again for joining us. I'm going to be pretty similar to how we conducted our last interview. So we're just going to ask you um, some questions. Some are going to be related to the fantasy football season. Others may not. And at the end, of course, we're going to put you on the hot seat for a few questions and, uh, Kind of get some funny answers out of you. So, uh, without further ado, Jared, I think uh, you're going to start us off this week, huh?
1: Yeah, let's start simple, John. So you're sitting at two and two on the year with the second highest points on the season, like base out of the league. How you feeling about your team?
2: Feel really good, and honestly, I mean, we're two uh, Greg Zerline field goals away from being four and up. Uh, missed a pretty big one week one against Brad. Ran into a buzzsaw, lost that one. Uh, then missed another forty-some odd yard field goal week three against Brian. So win some, you lose some, but could easily be four and zero. So feeling good, although, th- although you know, uh, had some pretty critical injuries to my stud
0: wide receivers that might uh, set me back a little bit this week. Yeah, potentially. That's- They're all. Jared, it's kind. Of- yeah, Jared, it's kind of funny he brought up the kickers because I think you have a pretty solid follow-up question to that. Well, I mean, you, I mean, Will Lutz probably would
1: have made those kicks.
0: So, I mean, I mean, mean, you have, you you drafted a second
1: kicker and he sat on your bench and I went back and looked and he hasn't played in any games yet. And Zerline's not on a bond until it was at week nine or week 10. So why roster two kickers?
2: You know, if they're on my roster, they can't score points against me. Uh, and, you know, just because Zerline is the man doesn't mean his job is, uh, you know, solid for the whole year. So we have a competition every week uh, on the Horseshoe
0: Collectors, and Greg Z is just one, one out to this point.
1: it's oh, wow. an interesting okay. take.
0: Okay. Interesting take. I don't know if any other GMs have that same assessment about you know, kickers and they can't score against you, but we'll see how it's working for you so far. You got two wins. Um, So we'll see how how that works out. Uh, I got something for you, you know, being a commissioner, it's not the greatest responsibility, but I was curious, you know, how much time if you knew or you had to guess, does the commissioner responsibilities take up in a given year?
2: It really varies, uh, based on how many trades we have and and I remember or not from draft night. Um, which I have to go back and, you know, kinda connect the dots on, especially this year. But uh I would say, you know, twelve hours max a year, not not too
0: bad. I mean, you got waffled this draft night and you were struggling. <laughs> To put together everyone's team, it felt
2: like. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I had to enter the teams twice on the computer, (laughs) um, partly because I had about 17 IPAs, partly because I was being fed some kind of mystery pills by Chaz, so not really sure what that was about. But uh, we got it loaded, so we're
1: good. Well, I (laughs) got to follow. This was from another GM in the league. They want to know which morning after was filled with more regret. This year's draft when you realize you drafted two kickers, two defenses, and three quarterbacks, or the morning you woke up with frozen peas on your leg to help with the swelling after kicking down a mailbox the night before?
2: <laughs> so, so slight correction to that. I punched the mailbox and happened to step into a ditch and hit my leg on a manhole. So, um, slight correction there, but definitely the draft this year. I was pretty proud of myself with the mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you were sober doing that, right? Uh no, not not even in the slightest bit. Goddamn FedEx.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh so let's bring it back to uh the NCFFL specifically and uh, you know, I think everyone would like to know, you know, if there was one rule that you could change within the NCFFL, what would that be? Hmm.
2: This is going to be pretty controversial, but I think the one rule I would change would be to have six-point passing touchdowns for quarterbacks. Reason being, a touchdown is a touchdown, whether your defense scores, your running back scores, your quarterback scores. So that would probably be the one thing
0: I would change. So given that stance that you're going to take there, then what if a defense does a pick six? Do they get six points? Well, we had that, um,
2: and yes, they they do they do get six points.
1: Yeah, they already okay. do. Do they, they get six? Do. I thought it was four. No, they get six.
2: No, they they get six. Okay,
0: that makes huh. sense. Then look at me. I know yeah, my league. But,
1: yeah, but I mean, quarterback passing quarterback touchdowns. I mean, you're talking about like the average, I and mean, not even like Patrick Mahomes is like in the upper twenties to low thirties, and so. That's far and away more than the the best running back and the best receiver. So I don't. Know, I would. I would have to fight back on that one.
2: I know there's different opinions, but uh, you know everybody has the same opportunity to draft whenever they want to draft. Very I true. Mean, you guys could have taken a a kicker in the tenth round or a defense in the eighth, but you didn't. So. Yeah.
1: We're, so I mean, I'm second, looking at a third and a fourth like you did, but nobody did. <laughs> yeah. So I let mean, me. I'm looking at. Oh, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, go ahead. So. Um, so you, you feel good about your team. You you kind of feel good about your teams I'm always in the past. You've always kind of brought it up with us that you have the, the best, the highest winning percentage. Um, so why is it that you think you always choke in the playoffs?
2: Just not a closer. Absolutely not a closer. Have the highest winning percentage, as documented, uh, in the regular season. Uh, always a bridesmaid,
1: never a bride. Mm. Mm. Well, coffee's for closers, Jared. Coffee's for closers. Yeah. What's, uh, what's also documented is rumor has it you track the money won in fantasy to other GMs. Um, any – not to put you on the spot, I don't know if you know the number or not, but any idea how much money Joe has won in the past 11 years?
2: It's kind of interesting. So we have an analytics department in the, in the office of the commissioner, of the NCFFL, and had them run some <laughs> statistical analysis – um on everyone, and it's interesting since the since the NCFFL started in 2009, we've been tracking everything and you know Joe, I'm really happy for you. you got the weekly high score payout this week I did so that you know for week four this year and that had me you know question well, how much has Joe won uh, in his career? well, turns out uh, that makes a total of fifty two dollars that you have won in, uh, ten full seasons and four <laughs> weeks uh, that the NCFFL has been around. You have won four of the one hundred and eight <laughs> weekly high score payouts that we've had. Uh, and you can't else. win them
0: all. You can't win them all. You know.
2: I mean that that is true, but you know
0: whew. So a thousand dollars lost right there. What's the, yeah. What's the difference on that? Cause I, I know our, I know that our, uh, our yearly dues have changed throughout the years, but I mean, there's gotta be, that's gotta be an $850 minimum difference. That sounds, right it's there. it's, it's a, at least a monthly mortgage payment right there. Just down the drain,
1: just <laughs> gone. It, you know, I think it, it
0: shows the bad. consistency that I draft, how well I draft my teams, you know, it's, that's the consistency mm. aspect of it's it. Consistently bad. Yeah, I didn't say it was good. You know, I just said it was consistent. So, who's uh, second on that list? By the way, got to be Pitt. In terms of worst, yeah, second worst.
1: It's got to be Brian. Uh, right? It's
2: Brian's probably it's close. up there. It's up there, but the next. And I don't have the list right in front of me, but the next closest person. Um, had almost five times the career wins of Joe. <laughs> so five times. There's, it's 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 yeah, it's pretty well. You got a pretty the, large they, gap.
1: Know, Joe's haven't made the playoffs in so many years, and so if somebody can make the playoffs like half the time, then they're gonna probably finish third, and it just doubles your money right there. You got Jesus. it this year, though, Joe. Joe, you're gonna make it this year.
0: Ah, uh, thank you for that kiss of death. I yeah, appreciate you're it. You're
1: gonna make it. You're gonna make it. Um, Johnny, why? I'm going to try to figure out how to ask this the right way. Why – and this might just be me. I don't know if anybody else kind of encounters this. But why do you always counter trades with wanting the other person's best player? Shoot or shoot.
2: So, (laughs) you know, you're not going to get a a best player uh, from another team unless you ask for it. Uh, Even though I know that most of the time it's not going to happen might catch somebody after about seven or eight IPAs and get lucky.
1: Oh, okay. So that's the secret to the to the madness right there. I got it. Got have it. you
0: ever have you ever even accepted a trade? Uh you know, I don't know.
2: Now that you say that. I don't know. Typically, I'm not in a position to need to
1: trade. So, so, probably
2: not, but we'll see. So, you never know. It might happen.
1: says you're four wide receiver fours this year. You're all good. You're dandy.
2: That are all in slings. Thank
1: you for that. Yes, they are.
0: Exactly. I got one for you here, Johnny. Um, If you could swap out a GM for someone else – to play in the NCFFL, who would it be and why? Or and for whom, I should say.
2: You know, I I think we have a really solid crowd um, now that we have dismissed a few people. Um, I get inquiries every year about expanding the league. People want to join us left and right. Three or four or five people request to expand the league to 12 every year, say no, you know, we're going to keep it at 10. I could see a really – um, a, a real scenario or a possibility taking place in a couple of years where, you know, one of the GMs gets offered real cash for their spot in the league. I mean, you know, we're not going to expand. Everybody's doing great. Everybody's in good health. Don't see anybody passing away anytime soon. So, I could see there be some cash on the table to, to get into the league. So, to answer your question, I, I wouldn't replace
1: anyone. So, so Is I mean, charity? Like charity? I mean, mean, Chaz is going to accept the cash, right?
2: I think he's going to get bored. You know, he's won four of his seven years in the league. He He won four times. He sure has. No, not four like
1: pure championships.
2: He sure has. I
1: think he's won three times.
2: He, He won in 2013, 2015, 2017, and 2018.
0: That's four more than I have. That's, that's four that's, more than a lot of people have.
1: That's four more times than
0: playoffs you've had, Jeff. I think he's won more championships than I've had the top score in a week. Yeah, it's even. It's actually, <laughs> the, it's actually <laughs> the same number. Yep.
1: It's terrible.
0: Good God. Oh, man. Um, so, go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say, you know, there's – you know, we brought this up on the last podcast and figuring that you are on, I wanted to give you the opportunity to address it. And that is, you know, when we recently discussed the free agent pickups at about four thirty, four fifteen in the morning, you know, would you like to address that? We're going to give you the opportunity to kind of explain yourself there
2: about the free agents I pick up at that hour.
0: Yeah, you know, right after the waivers go through.
2: You know, it's funny. I have an internal clock um, that just happens to go off randomly at 415 or 430 or 442, um, you know, on Wednesday mornings. And I just, my phone's the first thing I check. That's a god-awful answer. That's pretty
1: bad. Yeah, I don't know if I buy that one. So, all right. All right, hey. Johnny, would you rather okay? Would you rather miss the NCFFL playoffs and the Panthers make the playoffs but you don't know the run they make or the Panthers miss the playoffs and you're in the NCFFL championship without knowing if you win? Mm. <laughs> And that's this
0: that's year. A, that's a, this that's year. A, that's a mouthful, is what that is.
2: Well, so this year, given my situation uh, in the league and the Panthers' situation in the league, Cam, you know, really uncertain. Uh, our offense running through basically one player. I would have to say, uh, me being in the championship game, not knowing. Uh, the outcome because I just don't – I don't think the Panthers have the
1: team to make a run this year. And because you're a Steelers fan? No.
0: False.
1: I don't know. There's some questions about that.
0: I got one for you, and this is going to be around defenses. And just wanted to get your thoughts. There's been a lot of rumblings around about altering the defensive point scoring and things like that. And I was thinking to myself – what would be your thoughts on removing defenses as a whole, but adding a defensive player to the lineup?
2: Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not opposed to that. Um, we would definitely have to ask for a league vote, but i would I would suggest that we add more than one individual defensive player. You know, make it two or three to make it a little more interesting. Um, defenses are a hot topic. Um, especially this year, I think partially because, you know, the guy that's won four out of the last seven years has the number three player in fantasy that just happens to be a defense. I think if, you know, Brooks had New England and was sitting at 0-4, we probably wouldn't have all this barking taking place. But, you know, I I understand where people are coming from. Um, But everybody knows the rules. They've been the way they've been for several years. So, Draft better, boys. Sorry.
0: Yeah. So New England is actually the seventh uh, ranked out of all positions. Uh, it's actually ranked seven right now with ninety points total. That's out. The only ones that are doing better than the Patriots right now is Dak Prescott, Austin Eckler, Russell Wilson, Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes. And Lamar Jackson's actually leading the pack right now at 112.3 points. So, Chaz, very—I
1: called I it, Chaz, didn't I? I know what you're yeah. doing, Lamar Jackson. I called it. Very interesting, right there.
0: You got anything else for him, Jared? Uh,
1: nothing. Uh, nothing too much fantasy related.
0: You're trying to. You ready to get to the rapid fire?
1: Put him on the hot you seat. You want to get bit? on?
0: You want to? You want to get on the hot seat, Johnny? Let's do it. You don't really have a choice. We're going to put you on there, anyways. Welcome welcome to the furnace. Welcome to the furnace. Start us off. You, you actually start us off. You got more All questions. right, This is going to be rapid fire for everyone that doesn't remember. We're going to do rapid fire questions for Johnny. He's going to answer as quick as possible, one to two word answers. And uh, here we go. I'm going to start it off here. Would you, let's see. Oh, hop, drop, and roll or roaring riot?
1: Roaring riot. Oh, follow up. Sycamore
2: or Noda, sycamore
0: app state or lenore ryan (laughs)
2: lr (laughs) baby
1: dan levitard or golik and wingo oh god neither oh you
0: don't get the show (laughs) (laughs) moving forward cam newton or kyle allen
2: oh cam newton i'm still a believer Okay. okay. Just,
1: just for this week, Jacoby Brissett or Jameis Winston. Uh. <laughs>
2: Jacoby, he's going
1: to be in a shootout. Ooh, let me may, let me
0: make that note. How much money have you paid Chaz in legal fees?
2: Uh, his mortgage several times. <laughs> <Ooh>. Ouch!
1: <laughs> Ouch! All right. Uh, better golfer,
0: Joe or Brad? Joe. All right. Not True or <laughs> false. Yeah, that's gonna be fireworks right there. <laughs> True or false. At one point Ledsley could bench press more than you.
1: Uh false. <laughs> um current playoff teams are Brian, John, Brad, me, Chaz, and Joe. Who misses the playoffs?
0: Joe. Ouch, that hurts. True or false. You once pulled a stop sign out of the ground.
1: True. Uh, In 17 years, Dylan is going to be going to prom. Which NCFFL son is escorting her? Mm. I'm going to go with Brian. Brian Brian or Brian's son? Brian's
0: son, Wills. He's a gentleman. Okay, good. Mm. Which was worse? Going to jail or getting caught with Lauren barrel by Leslie Thomas. I did not have that question. That was sent in by another <laughs> GM.
2: <laughs> That's solid. Uh, going to jail was much safer. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go with that. All right. Good sport.
1: If you had to move out right now and move in with another GM, who would it be? Brooks. I'd be hanging out on the farm. I mean, what, what,
2: what more do you have to ask for?
0: Dude, Are you farmer still, OIB, that's all he's in between. That's true. Are you still a Denny Hamlin fan?
2: Um, Interestingly enough, I did see that he's third in the standings, but haven't watched a race in
1: probably eight years, so no. Okay. Uh, you got an upcoming anniversary. What's the plans?
2: Um, probably laying low. We're going to New York City for a wedding, and then, uh, you know, Maybe try to throw baby number two in. Let's see. Let's
1: see it happen. All right, steak or sushi? Sushi. Mike Evans and James White for Dalvin Cook. No. Oh. All right, <laughs> you got you got thirty minutes after
0: this to hit me up. <laughs> Which statement statement best resep, best represent? I can talk. Which statement best represents your golfing game? Drive for show or putt for dough?
2: Drive for show. <laughs> I can't putt
1: to save my life. <laughs> who's
2: uh, who's
1: the who's the better podcaster, Joe or Jared? I'm That's gonna scary. have to
2: go. I'm gonna have to go with Joe, given all of his intros. They're dynamite.
1: Oh come on! I
0: came up with some of them. <laughs> Uh, would you rather be the commissioner of the NCFFL or put your nuts in a mousetrap?
2: Mm, just once in the mousetrap? Correct. Mm. Commissioner. What about being tased? Commissioner. <laughs> I've, I've, seen tased. <laughs> I've, I've seen tased. that video. I've seen that video.
0: How's there? You got any more? I'm done. I got two more, Johnny. One's controversial. Uh, Over, under, 2.5 DUI keyword convictions. For me? Yes. We're going under. Okay. And then final question. You can only drink one for the rest of your life. White Claw or Miller Lite?
2: (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Uh I can't even believe I'm going to say this. Miller light.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can't. Lose, that
0: was a lose, lose situation right there. So thank you very much for stepping onto the hot seat. That was a tough one. We peppered you with a ton of questions there, but thank you very much for uh, sitting there. Hopefully it wasn't too bad for you. And which, uh, before go ahead. Yeah.
1: Which team scares you the most in our division?
2: In our division, I'm going to have to go with – I was actually looking at this. I would have to go with Brian's team. I mean, he's got practically the whole Chiefs roster except for Kelsey in the offensive line, and he can't play the offensive line. Um, but That's, a, that's it, a lot of
1: exposure, though.
2: Interesting fact, yeah. though. Interesting fact. The Chiefs play New England week 14 and the Bears week 16. Those are pretty tough playoff matchups for his boys. So, uh, he scares me in the regular season but i scare myself in the playoffs i've been i've been uh it it's proven that i'm not a closer so probably beat myself
1: well you get the the moral the, i mean the, the whole theme is you got to guess guess right and dodge injuries you're not dodging injuries right now but you are guessing right every damn year
2: and that turns out true. I'm 50-50 so yeah you know and some
0: rights. So hey, before we let you go, I got one more question for you, and we got a pretty big matchup here. I'm sitting at three and one. You're at two and two, um, and you're it looks like you're favored just a tad over me based on the the current projections. So I know you probably wouldn't not pick yourself to win, but what do you think about this matchup?
2: Well, I think it'll be close, uh, but. I think two things. One, I hate having players on short weeks, and I think you have three that play on Thursday. That's not good mm-hmm. for you, Nelson Aguilar last week. Thanks. Uh, and two, you know, you just were the weekly high score uh, last week. No chance you come even close to to that again this week, uh, given your history. So, I think I underperform, and it's like a one twenty to one oh seven.
0: Well, I up. totally disagree there. Um, Lockett's about to go banana lands. Um, Gurley has expressed his um, displeasure with uh, the Rams. So he's going to get the rock a thousand times, and then they'll just throw it into uh, Cooper Cup for touchdown. So I see this going to be – I think it's going to be a tight matchup. Don't get me wrong. I mean, projection chair has got it only about a point – But I think it's gonna be a solid 135 to 133, two gurley's one cup victory. And I'm gonna ride Gurley home for about 29 points. Mm. So I think that's gonna be great.
2: Well, I just don't think
0: you got Rodgers in Dallas. I don't think that's a solid matchup. You got Emmanuel Sanders, who hasn't done anything. He's going against the Chargers, who have a great secondary out there. Landry's gonna goose egg. And I'll talk about that later on in the podcast. Aaron Jones can't run the ball. Delvin Cooks, you're a decent running back. Kelsey might score once or twice. Uh, and then you're throwing in Howard there, who had a but he went bonkers last week, but he's not going to do anything this week. I guarantee it.
2: The only thing I'll say is just because they're in the lineup now doesn't mean they're in the lineup come Sunday. There is a sleeper on the bench. John Ross is hurt. I'm First probably going mispron- to I Auden need you. Tate, oh, coming, I was going to ask he's you, I was like,
0: can you pronounce the guy's name, and where did he come from? Because nobody knows about this guy.
1: You better be able to uh, pronounce his last fucking name.
0: I know yeah. how to do his last name, but Auden? What kind of name is Auden? You know what? We don't care.
2: Um, we just hope he scores, and I think he's going to this week. I Johnny, mean, John you dropped, who are you going to
0: put him in? Who are you going to put in?
2: You going to take he, out he, Sanders?
0: Landry? No, he's he's Ted probably
2: going to He's probably. He's probably going to play over Tevin because Tevin's going to take another week off. Um, but, look, I mean, Jordan Howard's going to get goal line touches. Kelsey's probably going to score at least two tutties, not to use your words. But um, I think he goes bananas for, like, 32. Um, easy possibility
0: so we'll see. that occurs. So, we'll see. It's going to be a good matchup. It's going to be a good matchup. Maybe we'll throw a little side bet on the side, maybe a four-pack or a roaring riot or something. Um, I always like to make things interesting. Um, but anyways, Johnny, we just, uh, here at the, uh, hot routes and hot takes fantasy football podcast. We want to say thank you very much for sitting down with us today. It was a true pleasure to get the commissioner on. We know that you're busy. You got a lot of stuff to do over at the, uh, the commissioner's office there. So we do want to say on behalf of all GMs from the NCFFL, thank you very much for what you do for our league.
2: Thanks, boys. Really appreciate what y'all do. And uh, look forward to hearing how I get burned even more uh, when this comes out
1: tomorrow. Oh, it's going to happen. Later. (laughs) Take care, John. Hit me up on that trade off the line. I'll take it off there.
0: (laughs) It's time for You Make the Call. All right, welcome into you make the call. This is a new segment that the Hot Routes decided to implement into the podcast this week. This is where we take a dive into uh, different teams from across the league, and we look at you know some questions. If you were the GM, what would you do in this situation? And then we have answers for that. So uh, just to kind of get get us started here, um, I Jared, if you were Chaz. Okay, and you're looking at him, and I had a thought, would you play McCole Hardman, wide receiver, Kansas City, or would you play Calvin Ridley, wide receiver, Atlanta, this Uh, week? See,
1: and here's the difference. I'm the blackjack player, and I feel like Chaz is the poker player. So as the blackjack player, I'd rather play McCole Hardman and be a part of the, the highest point total on the board this season so far and let me be a part of that action so i would go with McCole hardman or calvin ridley
0: mm. i tend so. to agree with that i, I just don't think ridley's going to be able to uh, produce as, as well as McCole hardman will this week but that's just me so
1: i got a I got one for you so pitman's looking to get a, a a big win this week um, he's, got, he's got to get it, but he's got to guess right on that quarterback. Both quarterbacks are on the road against kind of stingy defenses. So do you, do you go with Phillip Rivers, who's – I think they literally have only three wide receivers on their roster right now. Everybody else is hurt. Do you go with Phillip Rivers in Denver, or do you go with Baker Mayfield in San Francisco on Monday night?
0: Here's my thought. Denver is difficult to play in, and for a couple reasons. A, their defense, although it hasn't showed it, they're 0-4 right now. Their defense is pretty stingy, and the altitude is nothing to ride home around or ride home about. I've been there. You can gasp for air. Phillip Rivers is 38 years old. He's got 12 kids at this point. So him running around up there, I just don't think it's a good mix. I actually got Denver in the upset in this game. I go with Baker Mayfield. Let me tell you why. Baker's coming off a huge win right now, okay? And all Baker cares about is everybody else's perception. So he is going to go nuts trying to win this game at San Francisco, and it's going to be a tough matchup. But I believe with Kyle Shanahan and that offense, they're going to put some points up on on Cleveland's uh, um, defense And Mayfield's going to have to answer. And Mayfield is going to answer by hitting Beckham on two touchdown strikes. Sorry for you this week. I know that hurts. So so I'm not going to win. I haven't said that yet. I just don't (laughs) think it's going to be easy. But he's going to have a (laughs) hell of a game. I do think San Francisco wins this game 35-30. But I do think Mayfield puts up at least minimum 28 points which I don't think at all Phillip Rivers is going to sniff. I think Rivers is more like 17 uh, for this game. So that's who I would go with.
1: All right, well, let me, let me follow up that you then. You say 35 to 30. Yeah. Is going to be that score? Okay. okay. So then if you're Brooks in a 35 to 30 game, do you play Matt Breida or do you play Will Fuller, Sterling Shepard, or Alshon Jeffery? Um, this has been Brooks' problem. He's got like yeah. a slew of guys. All flex players. So who do you go with? Oh, man.
0: So you said F- Shepherd, Shepherd, Fuller. Shepard's playing at
1: home against Minnesota. Will you Fuller want me to pick two is- of them? No, one of them. He can only pick one. So I want you to pick Will Fuller at home against Atlanta. Well, he could pick two. He
0: could take Lindsey out against L.A.'s defense. I mean, L.A.'s defense is not – that's not an easy defense to play against. That's Um, true. So which two are you putting in? (sighs) Minnie's defense scares me, um, but they are susceptible in – the short passing game. And I do think that Shepard. So here would be here's here's what I would choose. I would choose Shepard and Lindsey to play. I
1: would go Lindsey and if Darnold plays, I like that out I like that New York Jets Eagles game being a little bit better. And Wentz being able to actually throw the ball, whereas after like midway through the second quarter, they're just going to run the ball to Miles Sanders the whole time. But also like Matt Breida. I think that Matt Breida is like five and a half yards per carry. He just hasn't gotten in the end zone, so he's not getting any love. I think – but how do you – I guess my question is, Joe, how do you think that that game is going to have 65 points in it and you sit the running back in the game? You got to play Breida.
0: Yeah, I guess. Well, they got um, what the hell's his name? And Tevin Coleman, I don't think's playing. But it they have Mozart, so Mozart. I don't might... know. The guy plays piano. Mozart, Mozart. I don't know his name. <laughs> he's going to be put, he's playing piano pretty for soft. Brita running in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of their scat back. Brita's the workhorse. So yeah, I, I you know, Brita could easily. I think. I mean, he could easily go. You know. Twenty touch touches and you know score two touchdowns and only have like sixty yards,
1: but right, he can get the, that I work think...
0: on the goal line. So I yeah, it's a tough I think... call. I, I see why Slip really hasn't been doing very well. <laughs> I
1: think the moral of the story is is don't be like Slip. Right? <laughs> yeah, good. Maybe gosh. have better players right. to choose from. So so we just brought up Tevin Coleman. Say he plays. Say he's ready to go.
0: Tevin Coleman.
1: If you're John, do you play Tevin Coleman or Tyrell Williams? Uh, If Tevin Coleman's playing, I think you got to play him. Tevin Coleman's Monday night, and Tyrell Williams is in the London game at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Uh,
0: Also playing the
1: Bears defense. Uh, He's also – he's the only player. He's the only receiver who's scored in every week this week. I mean this year. I didn't know that. I don't know, that's a tough call too. I think either way. He's, he don't he also only averages like 3 catches a game, but he's
0: scored in every week. Yeah, I mean if they can move the ball on the Bears at all, I think he I mean he'll end up scoring. Um man, I don't know. I think you well I'm playing John this week, so anything that I say he's going <laughs> to disregard. So I think you should say who you think I think you since know, if John's in John, my division, you would play.
1: If John's in my division, I'm holding on to Tevin Coleman to see what he does Monday night.
0: Okay. That's fair. Okay. You got any more? Yeah, I got a couple more here. Uh, looking at Mike. Okay. Uh huh. Damien Williams, Kansas City running back, or Frank Gore, Buffalo's running back. Let's see. Let's see.
1: You make the call, Jared. Damian Williams or Frank Gore. Neither. I would move Joe Mixon into running back and I would play Hollywood Brown instead. Ooh. Wow. Wow. I like that response. Does he right. got the does he got the Koyans to do it though? That's the question. I don't know. I don't know. If you're rusty, do you play Carlos Hyde? at home against Atlanta's terrible defense or Mike
0: Williams. If I'm rusty, Carlos Hyde. And I'm playing I'm playing Chaz. Okay. So I need to score points here. So you said Carlos Hyde or Mike Williams. He's uh, I think you gotta go Carlos Hyde here. Carlos Hyde's gonna give you the the higher ceiling because he's gonna get goal line touches true Mike Williams they're in Denver like I said I don't think Phillip Rivers is going to have a decent game he's just going to throw it to Keenan Allen
1: though well well let me scratch that let me go back I mean Austin Eckler is going to have like three touchdowns since apparently I'm going to lose to Brian by like 190 to 120
0: rushing touchdowns yeah according rush those are going to be rushing touchdowns yeah exactly exactly So, yeah, if I'm, but, if, I think if I'm uh if I'm rough, I go Carlos Hyde just due to the fact that he's got a higher ceiling than Mike Williams does. You know, he can catch the ball. Even if he caught four, to, four balls out of the backfield, that's an extra two points that he's getting. So he's going true. to see more touches than, than Williams will see. So, And I think the upside is much higher. So I go Carlos Hyde. That's an easy right. decision in my, in my opinion.
1: All right, I, I got one more. Do you do you play Jameis Winston in New Orleans or Jacoby Brissett in Kansas City?
0: Jesus, um, who's, whose quarterbacks are those? It's a, or are you it's just a it's a trick question?
1: Sure, it's, it's it's random. We'll leave it at random. Um,
0: you got to go with, um. Jacoby Brissett in in Kansas City, and the reason is he's they're going to be down, so he's going to have to chuck it no matter what. Um, and playing in the Superdome there, I think that's what it's called. That place is just it's the a gong. Chiefs show. they they play outdoors. Yeah, but the Superdome is indoors, is it not? Saints not Kansas City. No, oh, the Saints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. supernova. Maybe. I yeah. think it's a Superdome. And that's, that All place right. is a gong show. I mean, yeah, you can true. barely hear yourself think, I don't think he's going to do well. I think you're better off playing for Burs- set. All
1: so. right. So hold on. Before we move on, let me take some notes. So drop Josh Allen, pick up <laughs> Jameis
0: Winston. All right. I'm ready. All right. So, so you went up. opposite of me. I appreciate yes. that. Hence why I asked it. righty Um, we, let's see here okay so Brooks another difficult oh, we already went through that one yeah he's yeah, uh, just so, a disaster so here's one I think this is a very difficult one so Duke Johnson another Houston running back or Ronald Jones the uh, Ronald Jones
1: Duke Johnson sucks
0: okay that seemed pretty quick
1: yeah
0: Ronald Jones no, no. has had one decent week.
1: Yeah, but he, he's, he's trending upward, whereas Duke Johnson is trending
0: downward. Mm. So, Ronald Jones reminds that. me of, like, Lam- not even Lamar, a bad Lamar Jackson back in the day where he, when you pick him up, you think he's going to do well. He does shit for three weeks. You drop the him. The quarterback? No, Ronald Jones, not the quarterback. The you, running said he, back. you
1: said he reminds you of Lamar Jackson. Oh, I said I meant Lamar Miller.
0: My fault. Oh, uh, uh. like you pick him up, he does shitty for three weeks, then you drop him. Then he goes, you know, gangbusters the next week. You pick him back up on a flyer. He goes back for zero points. I just don't know what this guy right now at this point. So hopefully he does well. I've had him on my team, I think, like four different times between the last two years. But what do I know? I'm not. A I don't fan. hope he does well this week. No, I hope he doesn't either. I don't like them. All right. All right, so that'll do it for Jared. You make the call. Are you depressed? Is your fantasy football team currently 0-4? Do you find yourself at the bottom of a bottle every Sunday evening because your best fantasy players just can't get the job done? Well, you may be struggling from fantasy selection syndrome. Fantasy selection syndrome can be a debilitating disease, compromising you with distorted clarity to make the right choices every week for your fantasy team. FSS is serious. If this is you or Brooks and Mike, it's probably fantasy selection syndrome. But you may not be the only one suffering. Thousands, or at least two people I know, are struggling with this miserable disease. There is no known cure for fantasy selection syndrome. However, there is something that can help. Flexanol. Flexanol is a pill and just two pills twice a day of flexanol won't cure fantasy selection syndrome, but it can numb the pain of having to witness the incorrect choices that fantasy selection syndrome causes. Flexinol works by incapacitating the brain's function on Sundays from 1pm to 11pm local time. Flexinol eliminates pain that fantasy selection syndrome causes, both mentally and physically. You will be a vegetable, but at least you won't have to know how bad your flex choices are. Some side effects include loss of vision, loss of motor skills, continuously checking your fantasy score, and pooping your pants. So if you're suffering from an incorrect flex play and week after week of losses, don't blame yourself. It's probably fantasy selection syndrome. And with Flexinol, you can numb the pain of disappointment week after week without embarrassment. So call 555-WRONG-PICK. That's 555-WRONG-PICK. And pick up your free bottle of Flexinol and wash those miserable weekly decisions away with drugs. Call now.
1: Here comes the
0: boom or
1: bust.
0: All right, welcome in to boom or bust week five edition. And Jared, get us started. Who you got as your boom this week? All right, my boom is it's going to be a little sneaky. It's going to be a little sneaky.
1: Um, My boom is actually going to be a tight end. It's going to be none other than Mr. Reliable himself, Greg Olson. What? So Yeah, so we're facing Jacksonville this weekend, and they just gave up a combined yard. Let me pull up those 121 yards to tight ends at Denver and two touchdowns. They also have given up two other touchdowns in the previous weeks. So my boom this week is going to be none other than Greg Olson. Now, I know what you say. You say, Rusty's got Darren Waller, who's a really top five tight end. How does he make it work? I don't know. That's on him to figure out,
0: not me. Mm. I like that boom, actually. I do think he's, uh, he's going to have a great game. I don't know about a couple of I think he'll get at least one touch, though. Uh, one touchdown. Uh, I, personally, I think he goes one touchdown and a solid 60 yards. So, I, I think that'll be pretty nice for that, him. I mean, that that beats O.J. Howard's year. <laughs> uh, this is true. This is true. All righty. So, my boom for the week is going to be on Brian's, um, unfortunately, currently Brian's bench. Um, and that is Demarcus Robinson. So, ooh, yeah, hear me out here. So, I got Demarcus Robinson. They're playing versus Indy at home. All right, he's got a favorable matchup against Indy's defense, um, and this is not going to be ideal weather conditions for the for the Colts. You know, they're used to dome. They're not going to be um, used to the uh, the weather over there in Kansas City. But I think he's going to come off. He's coming off a weak performance. Right, he had four receptions, 35 yards, despite the nine targets. Okay, nine targets is key here. That means Mahomes likes throwing to him. Here's what happened he's gonna get back on track with a six for 117 yard total yards. Good god, and a touchdown, 20.7 points. And uh, I think he's gonna be the boom, the boom this week. What, what happens if I tell you that the
1: rumors are that Tyreek Hill might come back and play this week?
0: I don't think he's going to play this week. Like I said, in, in I think our first episode, that injury is a five-week minimum, and it's more like seven. So okay. I, don't, I still think he's got a couple weeks left, and that's another reason why I say he's going to be a boom. Here's why. If he comes, Tyreek Hill comes back, where does Demarcus Robinson go? Uh, to the bench? To the bench. He doesn't want to go to the bench. He wants to keep playing and build himself up. So he's going to go bananas okay. this week. He's going to prove to Andy Reid that he can be out there and he can perform. And I think he's going to do it this week for sure. So I'm going to lose this week is what you're saying. I didn't say you were going to lose. I said yet. DeMarcus yet. Robinson's going to go boom.
1: Yet. You didn't say I'm going to lose yet. Okay. Not right. yeah, that's Whatever. true. We didn't Whatever. get to that segment. That segment's <laughs> later on. All right, so we got let's all right, let's move to our bust. So my bust is going to be this running back might have given a little bit of a sense of false hope on kind of what his expectations should be because when he was at home against the Redskins He put up a couple touchdowns and had a good fantasy performance following uh, uh, Saquon Barkley's footstep. My bus this week is going to be against Wayne Gallman against that stingy Vikings defense. I think he's going to get his touches, and he's going to come away with about eight or nine points. But if the GM has a better option, it might be worth considering
0: sitting. I'll tell you one thing. The Vikings' defense is so pissed off right now. What happened last week when the Bears just owned the Vikings? They're going to come out, <laughs> balls to the wall, and try to make a point on this. That's all I'm saying. I don't think Goldman's going to do anything. <coughs> Nothing. All right, my we'll bus. My bust is going to go to John's team and... I actually went with two players. Now, just to preference this, for the last two weeks, my bust, both of them have hit. So, just to make sure everybody's paying attention, okay? The first bust that I picked up, and this was in week three, I believe, was, let me look back here. It was, no, that was week four. Nelson Aguilar. How many points did Nelson score last week? Let me tell you, zero. Goose egg. Did John win? He did win. But, Damn it. but my bus hit, so I'm happy with that. The week before, I said um, wide receiver for Houston. Uh, what's his Hopkins. Name? what's the Hopkins. Hopkins. I said Hopkins. Hopkins would not score 10 points two weeks in a row. Sure as shit, nine points. Two of my bus are hitting, so here we go. Here's my bus of the week to make it a three-peat. I got Both of John's players, these two guys are coming off their best fantasy performance of the year. Okay? Jordan, Jordan Howard, 31 points, 105 yards total, comes back to earth. He sits on 53 yards total, no touchdowns. Okay? 53 yards total, no touchdowns. Nothing. Five points. The other guy, Jarvis Landry. Coming off a monstrous 20.70 points this week, eight receptions, 167 yards. Cleveland's got to travel to San Francisco on who has been on a bye, so their defense is rested. Landry continues to be a ghost this week behind Beckham, who has the hot day. Landry goes for six catches, 44 yards, no touchdowns, fumble, lost. That's my
1: projection damn that's bold and all i heard was obj was going to be the hot one so yeah i'm for sure losing this week, right
0: (laughs) it's a tough matchup for you buddy tough matchup Mm, we'll we'll see we'll see well that'll do it for this week's uh segment of boom or Bust. bust bust five matchups here we go all right welcome in to week five matchups uh this is where we're going to dive into uh, the next week's matchups here see who's going to win who are the losers are just a little quick recap for last week so jared both of us went two and three last week uh, that's gonna move your year-to-date record to a 13 and 7 and I'm a solid even 10 and 10 on the year so let's get this thing started we have first matchup two girly one cup a three and one record versus Johnny and the horseshoe collector a two and two record um projected at a 128.52 well Johnny's at a 129.52 uh and he's favored by a 51 percent so who do you got Jared
1: uh let's see. Joe, I think you got a lot of dudes that are just scoring consistently good enough where it kind of it kind of surprises you. They're like the type of guys are like he's Cooper Cup scoring that much, so he's so scoring that much. Yeah. And um is gonna be a major kick in the shin if mm. you miss the playoffs with this team and mm. in that division, too. Your division is kind of bad. Um, but Joe, I'm Joe, I'm with you. I know I know. me, you, and John were kind of talking off air a little bit, but I'm, I'm with you. I think you pulled this one out.
0: I do, too. I stuck with myself on this one again, and I think it's uh, kind of like what we talked about off air, though. or I think actually during the interview. I think Lockett's going to do well. Cup's going to do well. I think Gurley's going to have a hell of a game. He's going to try and prove something to the entire National Football League. Um, and I think if anything, the wild card is going to be the defenses again. You know, here we are, Chicago. I'm playing against them. I know they're going to score points. You know, if they put up a 25 point or a 29 point game, I I think it could be very disappointing on in on my side. I'm just hoping Montgomery does well, and quite honestly, I hope Jimmy Graham, with the absence of. Devante Adams gets some more looks and hopefully finds the end zone a few times on that streaming tight end. So I do think I win. If I had to guess, I think I said uh, one thirty-five to one thirty, but I do think I move on to four and one. So, all right, moving on to the next matchup. That's going to be Connor Air and Brad with a two and two record versus Mike and Points versus Win, who is oh and four, oh and four. The 123.59 projection for Brad versus a 121.41. Brad's favorite, 52%. Jared, who you got? The Packers are terrible
1: against the run. So this is going to be Zeke's game where he scores at least 25-plus, and it's the one that leads Mike to his first win. yeah Brad's got some tough matchups too, so I think he's going to struggle finding the
0: end zone. Um, but, yeah, I got I got Mike in this one. I'm agreeing with you. Here's why I think Cooper's going to do well against Green Bay. Um, I think Watson gets back on track against Atlanta. I concur with your Elliott, um, but I also think that Robinson's going to find the end zone. I don't think he has found the end zone this year. Uh, And then furthermore, I think Disley's going to continue to do very well. I really wish I would have outbid Mike for that guy back in the day, but I do think that he pulls us off. I I think Jacobs is not going to do anything against the Bears. Uh, I actually can't wait to watch that game. I think that'll be fun. Um, and I, I don't think – I think Connor's kind of on the mend here. I don't know if he's the same James Connor as he was last year. And there's someone in his back heels – I forget who that is. Is that Jalen – Samuels. Samuels.
1: Samuels. J Sam, come on. That dude looks
0: that dude looks good. I don't know. NC State, NC State. How about that? Uh I do think Thielen gets back on track and Hopkins maybe has a little bit better game, but Hopkins been kind of a weak link too there. So I think Mike pulls it off here as well. All right, okay. moving on. So we both got Mike on that one. Just making some notes here. So, moving on, we have no Russian collusion, which is Pittman, a 2-2 two two record, currently in the eighth spot, versus Turner golf another 0-4, 0-4 team in 10th position, a 122.90 for Pittman, and a 123.88. A tight matchup here based on projections, actually giving the favorite over to uh, Brooks, or Slip, I should say. Uh, who you got, Jared?
1: Uh, I think this is going to be Brooks's
0: year where he
1: draws the short straw. And so going into Monday night, it's going to go down to Monday night where Brooks has Kittle and the Browns kicker Seabird. Brooks is going to need 21 points from those two people. Kittle's going to get 13, and Siebert's going to only get six because of a missed 48-yard field goal just before the half. Pittman wins. Brooks goes to
0: 0-5. I want to say Brooks just because, you know, nobody likes to see 0-5 in their league. Uh, that's kind of why I chose Mike. And so I am um, I can't do it. I can't do it. I think he gets throttled. Uh, I think Pittman's team shows up and he wins by 46. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Pittman. Sorry, Brooks. All right, so next matchup is the true thirds four and O. Number one in the NCFFL versus watch what you say, Saquon Rusty, a two-two record, two-thirds, one thirty-three point four zero against a one nineteen point eight nine, sixty-one percent favorite, going into this matchup, which is the largest one of the week. Who you got, Jared? Uh, so I was scrolling through the players,
1: and I felt good about picking Rusty. I, I, I think I'm looking at the matchups, and Rusty, I think. Robert Woods, and you say it's going to be a Thielen game. I think it's going to be a Diggs game. And I think Woods and Diggs are going to triple the points of D.J. Moore and Julian Edelman. But then I get all the way down and I realize that the Patriots defense is facing the Redskins, and that's (laughs) going to be at least 20 points right there, which would be the second lowest total of the Patriots defense for the season. But you know what? Fuck it. Rusty wins. Let's get weird. Wow. Wow.
0: Wow, I am not going to look at Rusty winning. I think this is an easy roll for um, for Chaz again, as much as I hate to say it because the guy has been absolutely on fire. I think he easily moves to 5-0, and oh, and I think he steps on the jugular with McCaffrey, Edelman, and Moore, and Lamar Jackson. And just to make matters worse, on Sunday night, Marlon Mack puts two touchdowns on the board. To make it a 50 point win for Chaz, so I got Chaz in this one easily. All right, moving to the final matchup, we are going to see Brian and Sherlock Mahomes a three and one record versus yourself, Miles. A chump,
1: and yeah, I wonder wonder who you're
0: gonna pick. (laughs) You're sitting at two and two, uh, a projection of 121.39 versus a 114.44. However, That 14.44 is a little bit misleading because you currently don't have a defense. Who do you got?
1: So I've been claiming for a while now that Sony Michelle is a fraud, which he is. But he just won't be this week. He's got a good matchup um, with Sony Michelle against uh, the, the, Red, the Redskins. And I think Brian's quarterback tight end and defense combo is just enough better than whatever mine will end up
0: being. And I think
1: Brian wins.
0: All right, so contrary to your belief, I'm actually going to pick you and here makes I, no sense. It makes 0 <laughs> sense based on numbers, but it's fantasy football.
1: <laughs> fantasy football is based off numbers. Yeah, but it's based on guessing
0: right <laughs> and dodging injuries, okay?
1: <laughs> so okay. here we
0: go. Let me tell you, I don't know who your quarterback's going to be, but I can tell you it's not going to be Josh Allen. And I don't know who your defense is going to be, but I have, you know, some ideas in my head, but I think Evans is going to score. I think you're going to get points from Julio Keenan Allen. Nick Chubb's going to have another great game. And Howard's going to score more than six points this week. I think he actually gets into the end zone. So here's my bold pick of the week. I'm picking you, Jared. And I'm picking you without a defense because here's what I think you're going to do. So I don't need a defense. I don't think you play defense because I think when after Sunday night's game, he's going to have, well, he does have Odell Beckham. So never mind. But I thought you would be in a superb position to where you didn't have to pick a defense. But if you did, I think you pick up either Cleveland or San Francisco on Monday night. And you pull off the victory with or without a defense. That's my bold hmm, prediction. Hmm.
1: I like that strategy. I might have to I'll, – I'll keep considering it.
0: All right, uh, gentlemen, GMs from across the league, that'll do it for our week five matchup and episode five of Hot Rots and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. As always, we thank you very much for listening in. Thank you to John. The GM, or the GM of Horseshoe Collector and our commissioner uh, for his interview there. We had a great time with that. And, uh, Jared? Dodge injuries and guess right, fellas.
1: Later. Take
0: care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Just as a reminder, if you'd like to get in touch with us, there's a way to do that. Please go to anchor.fm website or the Anchor app. Search Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. There you can leave us what's called a voice message. We'll receive that message. And if we like what we hear, we may feature it on next week's podcast. For all of us here at the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, Dodge Injuries and Guess Right.